Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan with our host, Frank Selby. I'm not quite in the studio, but uh, (laughs) close by, right, Frank? You got Uh, it. And, uh, Frank, you know, we've got a great show coming up. Uh, You know, we're going to be talking about uh, Northern California fishing and boat trips and and then uh, uh, fishing in Idaho. And then we're going to get uh, back into learning more about hooks. And what's the single most important thing when you go fishing? What do you need the most? Uh-huh. You need you can tie a string to a to a broomstick and catch a fish if you got the right hook. But yeah. uh, anyway, we're going to be talking about that, and then we're going to get caught up a little bit on Frank, who's at uh, I think he's in Pleasanton at the uh, fly fishing show. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd like to talk about that. But Frank, I'd like to address our audience. We know that we have at least half a million, probably a million people a month that listen to this broadcast. And we've talked about a trip that's coming up in July to catch Ken Alaska for $2,000. Normally, a trip to Alaska, you're looking at $1,000 a day. And this is such a great deal, a lot of fun, but I've had one response. That's ridiculous. What's wrong with you people out there? Yeah, they. you know, you can't, honestly... You can't do some of the local trips for four or five days to, like, Montana for that amount of money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the semi capital of the world. So, hey, come on, guys. Just let me know. I'll tell you what, Frank. Anybody that just contacts me and to get more information, I just got a bunch of uh, stuff in our treasure chest that, uh, you know, just email me. And, uh, you know, for more information. And there's, it's, you know, it's crazy. With all those people out there, I know, you know, a, a lot of them want to go to Alaska to go fishing. It's crazy. Anyway, um, of course, my name is John, J-O-H-N. And just go email to Fish Talk Radio. Three words, real simple. John at fishtalkradio.com. And uh, just send me an email. I'll send you something. And come on, man, this is July 23rd to the 28th. So let's do it. Come on, you want to go? So just send me an email and let's do it. Okay, Frank, we're going to get into some good stuff. We'll be right back, guys. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. With a long pedigree, the Snowbee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snowbee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snowbee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. Have you noticed the changes in Google lately? Did anybody line you out? You can't fake it anymore. They know who said it first, who said it best, who said it the most, who was the most popular, and that just happens to be me since the late 80s, which means that I can put up a page, a post, or a website, optimize it properly, spread it around to 22 million people, and put you on top of your results pages for your chosen searches basically overnight. WhiteMountainBusiness.com Don't want to wait that long? Already have a website that you thought was optimized and doesn't rank anywhere? I can fix that too. Maybe you don't want to wait. Maybe you just want to call me. 928-228-9228 That's 928-228-9228 I've done it for literally thousands and I can do it for you. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan with our host, Frank Selby. And we have a, another special guest. We have Bob Spar, um, Bob Spar's guide service, I guess. And let's talk a little bit about, Bob, about what you do, where you are. And uh, Frank knows you better How to get in you. touch with, yeah. And uh, so, Frank, why don't you go ahead and talk to Bob? Okay. Yeah, Bob, right now is sturgeon season. How are we doing up there with sturgeon? And before you do that, please give your website so people can get in touch with you. Yeah, my website is bobspar.com. S-P-A-R-R-E? Yep. Okay. That's it. com. that's easy. Yeah. So we're here California fishing right now in beautiful weather. So that's one reason you got to come out fishing with me, because it's sunny and... It's not super warm, but it's in the 50s right now. And oh, shoot. <laughs> oh yeah. man, it's almost tropical. <laughs> it is nice. You know, we've had a little bit of rain uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, more than we usually get this time of year. It's good for, uh, you know, our salmon and our shad mm-hmm. fishing a little bit later in the year and our cyper fishing. But, but you know, right now all our rivers are muddy and the sturgeon loves mud. So oh. we're going to be doing that for another month. Well, you know, I, I like to talk about sturgeon fishing. I've actually caught... You know, a legal, you know, sturgeon and kept it. And, man, it's like, I wouldn't call it a poor man's lobster. It's like a rich man's lobster. You chunk it up and deep fry it, and, oh, is that good. But it's really good. But, uh, obviously, um, a sturgeon can live to be, what, 100 years old? Uh, or older. Yeah. I don't know yeah. exactly how old they get, but uh, they, they're a prehistoric-looking creature. Oh, they sure are. 
Very yeah. interesting. But as yeah. I said before, I think that if you had a, a room with 100 anglers and say, okay, everybody that's caught a, a sturgeon, raise your hand, you're not going to get many hands going up. No, you're not. You're not going to get a lot of hands going up, too. I mean, sturgeon fishing is the, probably the, some of the slowest fishing I do. We're sitting here right now looking at six rods waiting for a bite. I mean, you're staring at them. The bites are really light, and you can't be falling asleep. you got to be paying attention. you got to be right next to your rods. And, you know, most people that even sturgeon fish don't know what they're looking for. So, yeah, yeah a lot of people haven't caught them. Well, let me correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, I fish with somebody that knows what they're doing. And apparently what they do is they look for a hole in the river, and then they find that and then fish right towards the top of the hole where the sturgeon come up to eat. That I do that sometimes. In fact, that's what we're doing right now. We're in six feet of water fishing in a hole that's about 22 feet deep. But I tell you, some of my favorite fishing for sturgeon is in super shallow water, like three to six feet deep. Hmm. And the reason I like to fish that is because those fish go in that water to feed, you know, in the clam beds and the snails and stuff, and they're only in there for one purpose, and that is to feed. Yeah. But uh, now, what do you, you know, it's like, you know, they're they're not a catfish, but they're kind of, you know, they tend to be a bottom fish, but, you know, you don't throw rotten dead chickens at them. Uh, what do you use for bait? So, right now, we're using uh, roe. Salmon mm-hmm. eggs. Oh, yeah. And then I also use a lot of uh, eel, too. We can use lamprey oh. eel here. Oh. So, yeah. Are, are those alive or dead? No, they're dead. We mm-hmm. cut them up in chunks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, chunk them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we chunk them up in small pieces. So this week, I got a quick question. How, how many sturgeons have we hooked up this week? Well, this is uh, the first day I've been out in like four days because of our rain. We've had yeah. our weather's been really bad, and we've had lots of wind. So... You know, sturgeon fishing, if it's super windy, it's almost impossible to sturgeon fish. I'd rather fish in rain than wind because the bites are so light. If the boat's moving or swinging, you aren't going to see them. So, you know, we've finally been able to get back out after, you know, this last week of storms. Well, quick question. Um, If you're looking for sturgeon, do you let them eat it and, and, you know, give them uh, 15, 20 feet of line where they, you know, get a chance to swallow it? Or is it like a bass where you have have to set the hook right away? Sturgeon are really slow feeders, so you don't let them run at all because it could take them 10 minutes to get that far. Um, so what you're doing is you're watching your rod. You see the, the little bite you get. And it's a pump, and it, it might move your rod two inches, three inches. You grab it. You wait to fill another pump, and you set it as hard as you can oh. and, and hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. when, when you set the hook, I mean, if, if you hook them up, your rod's going to double over, and he's going to take line out like it's not even off. You know, like your dragon is almost as tight as you can uh, get it, and it still takes it out like it's not even there. Wow. Yeah. And, of course, they get they get to be big, very big, like 12, 14 feet, but the really, really big older ones, but you don't catch those. Uh, there's always a slot limit. What is the size of where you're at as far as the slot limit? So in California, our slot limit is 40 to 60 inches, and that's from the nose to the fork of the tail. Mm-hmm. So that's a good size fish on the... You know, they can be anywhere from about 30 pounds up to about 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's a good good fish. I mean, there's no bones in them. They have a external... Cartilage, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have cartilage, so that's a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. And uh, you fish, like, what, five different rivers? Yeah, so I fish a lot of different places. Um, I fish in the bay. So we have Grizzly Bay and Sassoon Bay. And then I work my way up through the delta, up into the river system here in California. We have the Sacramento River, the American River, the Feather River. So I fish all of those rivers, and I fish them for, 
you know, everything. I fish them for salmon and steelhead and stripers and shad and then also sturgeon. So there you go. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. The shad. I love that. But you got to set the hook gentle on them or you come back with lips. (laughs) Paper thin mouths. And most people, when they think about shad, they're thinking about the thread thin shad. And we are fishing for American shad, which come into the river every year to spawn. And they average anywhere from about a pound and a half to five pounds. Yeah, I thought shad was a bait fish. Yeah, most people do. And we have, they were introduced back in the 1800s from back east, I believe, from the Delaware River out into the American River and the Sacramento River system, and they still every year come up, and they're a lot of fun to catch, and they're great for kids, too, because, you know, there's always a lot of action. They, you can catch 30, 40, in three or four hours. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the reason I love to fish them, I never grew up. I'm still a little kid. I love fishing <laughs> shad. I, Mark I, Bachman I, always gave me a bad time. They are so fun to catch. I look forward to it every single year. And then they also kind of give you a tune-up for salmon because salmon come right after that. So you're, you're ready to get, get into salmon after that. And, well, apparently you also do uh, uh, kokanee are in there. We have kokanee, but they're in our lakes here. So we have uh, different lakes. And, you know, they're better. Some are better years, uh, one year than another year. So, just, uh, you know, the kokanee aren't big, but that's something to do when nothing else is going on for me. No, they're, they're great fish. Oh, they're uh, good to eat. And the uh, salmon, are those silvers you're looking for? No, we're catching all kings. Oh, really? Yeah, in California, we're not allowed to keep a silver or even fish for them. Hmm. And we, we don't get them in the Sacramento River system. We just get king or chinook, as a lot of people know them by. Just kings. Oh, gee, what a shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot of fun the way I king fish. It's, you know, you, little kids can catch them and adults and you know, I take out people that you see on the Bass Pro Circuit to people that have never touched a rod before, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one important thing. When you have a great guide, you learn, and if you're going up for a week to fish, you at least should have a guide one or two days. Oh, first am I lying sure. or am I dying? <laughs> that's true. Bob. That's a lot of comments. Well, we've talked, yeah, we've talked about it before, Frank. But no matter how good of an angler you are, there's something about local knowledge that you don't get uh, when you just show up. Yes. Yeah. Very important. I've been doing this. I've been actually guiding for 30 years now, and I still love it. Still, every day, wake up before my alarm goes goes off to go back out fishing again. Yeah. <laughs> it All takes right. a special breed like us to keep guiding forever. And you use what you use a drift boat. So I have. Uh, Right now, we're in my 25-foot jet boat. Mm-hmm. So I have I have two 25-foot jet boats, and I just sold my uh, a drift boat. I'm going to buy a power drifter here real oh, soon. So. Okay. Well, yeah. we're, get, we're getting close on time, but, yeah, that sounds like fun. Got, Frank, we get more and more places to go and less and less time to do it. But uh, let's go over Bob. It's S-P-A-R-R-E. Correct. And so the website is? Bob Spar. Well, wow, that's a tough one, isn't it? Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's real easy. And I'm like recommending him very highly. You'll have a lot of fun. Okay. If you don't catch fish, he usually throws you in. There you go. Okay. <laughs> well, we got to go. Uh, thank you, Bob. That's some great information. And thank we'll you. talk to you again and talk about something else. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and uh, tune in as many times as you listen to as much as you want. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. With a long pedigree, the Snowbee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snowbee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snowbee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. A full-service fly shop, His and Her Fly Fishing, offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google His and Her Fly Fishing. back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host, Frank Selby, and our special guest, Chris Lawson. Uh, Frank, you, you probably know Chris. Why don't, let me introduce, why don't you introduce him? Yeah, Chris uh, and his dad are out of Idaho there at last chance. Am I right or wrong? Is that what they still call it? That's correct. Last chance, Island Park. Okay, first thing I want to do is say it's kind of hard filling your father's shoes. I know how that goes when you have somebody who writes a lot of stuff. Yeah, that that would be impossible. To... <laughs> but you are such a great guide, too, so you had the best teacher, so that's great. What I'd like you to do right now, right off the bat, give your website so people can find you. 
All right, www.henrysforkanglers.com. Oh, Henry's Fork is a famous place. Henry's yeah. Fork Anglers.com, is that what you said? That's right. Okay. Right there on the other side, the little restaurant used to make the biggest cinnamon rolls in the world. <laughs> yeah, that, that restaurant is burned right down to the ground. Oh, no. I, I, I know, but your dad would tell you, you would go and get one cinnamon roll and a cup of coffee, and you could roll all day. <laughs> yeah, the scones are the best. Oh. They have the best scones. I, re- I still remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so do I. I remember a lot of mornings sitting in there freezing half to death, having a cinnamon roll and waiting for my people. Well, now, uh, Chris, you fish, I guess, the Snake, and there's a couple of uh, rivers, and you're you're just, uh, I guess, just west of Yellowstone, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just uh, west of Yellowstone Park, and and uh, we're, we kind of sit right central to several. Uh, drainages that offer some of the best fly fishing in the area. And your shop is a fly fishing shop, so I suspect that's mostly what you do. Yep, 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 we specialize in fly fishing, not that we don't serve serve the traditional anglers if they come in, but uh, we're definitely on the fly fishing side of things. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what I found out? The reason so many people have gone to fly fishing is because it works. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'd, I would probably agree with you with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's the real deal. Well, so what's the, be- what's the best time for us to come up and fish? Well, if, I, if somebody called and just said, hey, when should I come to your area, I would probably tell them July. Um, the reason for that is... All of the watersheds in our area start fishing well. You come in June, you're pretty much limited to just the Henry's Fork, which isn't bad, but uh, you got like a week time where to come fish, uh, and come in July, then you can hit multiple rivers that are all fishing at their prime, pretty mm-hmm. much. Is that because of the the turbidity and the, the height of the flow of the right water, on. or what? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, the Henry's Fork, uh, as far as the... The runoff drainage area, the Henry's Fork has a very small drainage, so it clears up much quicker than some of the other rivers like the Madison and the Yellowstone and mm-hmm. the South Fork. Uh, those rivers um, get about a month extra uh, that they're dealing with runoff. Mm-hmm. So it, what it does in June is it drives a lot of, it kind of we're kind of the only show in town, so the river fish is fantastic, but it can be kind of crowded. Mm-hmm. So by the time July rolls around, we still have very good fishing on the Henry's Fork, but then, you know, then, then all of a sudden the other rivers start coming yeah. into play. Well, also, you yeah. mentioned that the Snake is a very interesting river. I believe it's, uh, it's like 1,200 miles long, something like that. It is, oh, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of different parts to it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly a very famous river. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, they call it the snake as it's in Wyoming, but then once it drops into Idaho, it, it becomes the south fork of the snake, and that's because the Henry's Fork joins into it. Mm-hmm. So you got the Henry's Fork, which would be the north fork, and then the, and then the south fork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever fish the little Madison when it's – that used to stay clear up faster than most of the other little uh, feeder streams. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's that's true. I've done that. Um, you know, it's it it in the springtime. It's hard to venture away from the Henry's Fork uh, to go to the Madison, just because you know it's a, it's my home river. So I, I probably don't visit you know the other rivers as much until a little later in the summer. Um, just yeah, I used to like to sneak away on my day off and fish the little Madison more yeah, than I did yeah. the Madison. Yeah, I've I've done that, but I'll admit it's been it's been a few years. Well, yeah, what, uh, what what species do you you primarily target, Chris? Okay, well we've got uh, primarily it's going to be rainbow and brown trout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Henry's Fork and the Madison River both have those those species, but then uh, you know the South Fork of the Snake, and then we also are licensed on the Teton River. Uh, they all they have uh, cutthroat. So we kind of get a mixed bag, you know. If you well, mostly all trout, all trout, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. You know. Well, the snake has uh, sturgeon in it too. Does it go that far up? Um, you know, the I've heard I haven't heard a lot of reports, but I've heard they've dropped sturgeon in the snake around Idaho Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as them getting clear up, you know, north from there, I. I, I mm-hmm. sure don't know of, of many. Well, I've never heard of it. The uh, reason I brought it up is in our last segment we were talking about sturgeon. Yeah, we get, okay. get a lot of that uh, below the American Falls Reservoir. There's a mm-hmm. there's some very good sturgeon fishing down there. Can you can you fly fish for sturgeon? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Frank is, Frank has cut everything on a fly. What I need fly, to get but... into is, is invent another species to fly fish for, but I, I don't think so. I think yeah. you've got to use some, some serious artillery to get a sturgeon. I accidentally snagged one on the Columbia. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> Put my head between my legs and kissed the backside and be goodbye. I watched all my fly line go. <laughs> I bet. I bet you did. But it was fun for five minutes. Sure. Sure. So what was what's your favorite time of year just for you to fish? Um, to be honest with you, I'm going to probably tell you the spring and the fall. Maybe that, yeah. maybe that has something to the effect that the summertime is when we're crazy busy here and I don't have as much time. But... Uh, I love getting out there just, you know, not far from now, uh, you know, March, April. Um, I, I love it because there's not near as many anglers. Um, there's not near as many anglers on the water. And uh, that's why I put, it, put them know, on the air and let them talk to a million people. Yeah. So the, the weather can be a little bit of a challenge then, but uh, the fish are generally real receptive and we can we even get some really good dry fly fishing some mm-hmm. and, and uh, I like to go up to the gibbons after we did our summer yeah. and fish the yeah. gibbon for big browns I don't know if there's still a lot of big browns in there you used to we oh, take boy. mice yeah. and yeah. throw mice on it yeah hmm. and then you know then the fall the fall obviously you know just I don't know the fall is I just call it kind of a magical time of year there's just uh lot going on you know after the hot summer things start cooling back off you get favorable water temperature the fishing tends to pick back up and uh, the browns get very aggressive great time to fish streamers um, 
you know. So th- those are my two favorite times. Not that yeah. not that I don't like summer when I can get out and go. But <laughs> I'm just kind of a spring fall guy. I well, think. it's Chris. It sounds like you'd use a lot of dry flies. Do you nymph or depending on what stream you're in or lake or what? Yeah, I mean, I'd say more depending on the situation. I mean, all of our rivers offer good dry fly fishing, at, you know, and they kind of have their peak times. But, you know, I, I prefer to dry fly fish if, if I can, but I'm, I'm definitely not a purist. Some, some guys, you know, they, they figure if they can't catch them on a dry fly, it's not worth fishing, and that's not me. You know, I'm going to do whatever. Yeah, well, I've had a few of them in my day, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to do whatever. Um, if I go out and fish, I'm going to do whatever it's going to take. Well, you know, if they're up on top and there's, you know, there's a... Uh, 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 you know, bug bite going on, but if there's not and they're down deeper, then, you know, dry fly ain't going to help you a lot. That's right. Absolutely. So, and, you know, if I, I probably, you know, I'm not going to say I dislike nymph fishing, but I would prefer if I'm going to be uh, throwing something that is not on the surface, I, I'd just soon be dragging a dead cat through the water. <laughs> you know, so, you mentioned something about mice. I'm kind of curious. I've never never tried that, Frank. Now, do you, are these live or, you know, where do you no, get them? Or they're, what do you do? they're a deer head or mouse. Oh, it's it was a fly. three of the old timers that mm-hmm. did it. One guy used to, actually, his son is well known, so is his father. So it's a fly that you tie? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a mouse pattern with deer hair, and a lot of guys uh, now are starting to put uh, the foam on them instead. But I still like the old deer hair. Slap it. We call it meat and potato fishing. You get into a pool just at dust, hit the side of the bank, and then if you're not ready, when that brown comes out of the water, you almost wet yourself. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, we're just about out of it again. And we're going to mention it one more time, Chris, um, because your website is, is not all that difficult. Henry's Fork, a very famous place uh, right, uh, I guess, west of uh, Yellowstone. It's Henry's Fork Anglers. That's right. Dot com. Yep. So that's an easy one. Henry's Fork yeah. Anglers dot com. Mm-hmm. Tell your dad Frank Selby said hi. I'll do it most right. definitely. <laughs> Great job, Chris. Uh, Sounds like fun. Frank, we got more places to go. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate helping me out. I'll call you again in about four months. How's okay. that? You do it. I'll be here. All righty. Thanks, okay, guys. Okay, Chris. Okay, bye. we got to take another quick break. Uh, well, actually, it's three minutes, but we have to do it. It's, it's, it's under contract. But we'll be right back, and we're going to talk some more about fly fishing. You are listening to uh, fishtalkradio.com. Go to the website. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouthwatering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. A full-service fly shop, His and Her Fly Fishing, offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google His and Her Fly Fishing. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan with uh, Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we have our host Frank Selby on the line with us. And we're bringing back, uh, gosh, we could do a whole week just nothing uh, talking uh, with with Matt Swainback from Mustad uh, because hooks are they can be a little you know a little confusing. The names, the sizes. You know, and what you want for what, <laughs> and you know, there's so, so many. I I know that I, was they said, well, we'll send you some samples, fill out what you want, and the form was a hundred and four pages, and I go, are you kidding me? I don't even know what these things are. So Matt, help out, put an order together for me for some samples that we'd like to give out to our listeners, but uh, it it's it can be very confusing. I'm sure it's not to Matt, but anyway, Matt, welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate having me again. And I, you know, just there's so many questions. Off the air, we just started talking about circle hooks, and you know, from my understanding, is that when you gauge a hook, it's the distance and the gap. In other words, from the point to the shaft. And circle hooks, even though they can be pretty large. 
Uh, if you've got like a herring you want to put on, you just there's not enough room to stick it in there. Um, so I just you know want some comments on that. Yeah, you know, I mean, compared to a normal drink, I mean, uh, the circle of staff is larger, but it is it is definitely visually deceiving since you do have the point angling back into the shank. Um, but, you know, we, we make such a, a wide range of sizes. I mean, I just placed an order this morning for a for a 24-aught circle hook, which is Whoa, that's you know, way larger fish. than my fist. Yeah, that's <laughs> so it's, big, yeah. we, we make everything you need, no matter what size bait you're fishing with, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I, I did, was that for commercial anglers? Uh, that's actually for, for shark fishing, for oh. uh, for catch and release. Oh. Um, it's a lot of, like, tagging and research studies that, that folks are doing with circle hook just because... Just because it, it has been found by by scientists that it really does keep the mortality rate just so much lower on fish. So if oh, you're yeah. doing tag and release research on sharks, they'll they'll typically use a circle hook for yeah, that. Yeah, because instead of grab, grabbing their their gills, it just uh, grabs into the to the lip. Yep, grabs in the lip, and it just prevents a uh, you know of that. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, I'm thinking about that in commercial fishing. They usually just use J-hooks, don't they? But Correct. Know, if, if someone, yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're talking long line yeah. stuff, it's typically just the J-hook. Well, I said on long line, you know, they, they might spend um, eight hours just putting the line in the water, then they go back and start pulling it in. And some yep. of those fish have been on that hook for a long time, so you'd think a circle hook would make sense. Sure, sure. I mean, I think with... You know, without the uh, without the act of, of setting the hook, and you know, really, you do need to to be just applying that tension back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not sure why that hasn't caught on in in commercial, but typically, it's a it's a J hook for that industry. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's a whole different field entirely. Oh yeah. But, uh, I don't know if we could. You know, you, of course, every type of hook, it, it all depends on the you know the type of fishing you're doing. You know, yep. whether it's, uh, you know, for marlin or, or uh, which you normally use circle hooks, or uh, uh, tarpon. Frank, what do you use for tarpon? I, I know you'd use a fly. I use a long shank single hook, and I tie giant flies, and I stick a stinger off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty, and pretty they standard. are mustad hooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. I'm yeah. mad at them because they dropped the four-aught and five-aught. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, but pretty I got over it. For tarpon, <laughs> having, having a long shank hook, and typically, guys, you're going to use a, uh, a stainless steel hook for that, too, just something with the, the really high corrosion resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're fishing in salt water, then putting it back on your boat, going to fish it the next day, you know, just... Less chance of having any corrosion yeah. on that hook. You know, Matt, some and, just... and John, let me finish this. Uh, you also do your own wire, your own stainless steel. You have your mm-hmm. own factory for that, right? Correct. Yep, yep. We, we, we source all of our material from uh, Norway, Scandinavia, and we, we draw all our own wire um, in Norway in the same facility that's been running for, for over 100 years. I mean, we have a wow. lot of actually third-generation employees at that facility whose grandfathers used to do what they're doing right now. So wow. very, very humbling to see. Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a point I was going to make is years and years ago, um, if you got a fish that, you know, that you want to put back and it took the hook, you know, went deep into the fish, I've heard you just uh, trim the line and throw the fish back in the water. And mm-hmm. depending on yep. the hook, uh, eventually it'll come loose or just rust away. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a true statement. I was actually talking to a uh, uh, someone who's a professional angler who does a lot of a lot of ice fishing, and they they traditionally use a a smaller hook on their tip ups. That even if the fish does have a you know a, a hook that swallowed too far, they can just cut that line, and a really small you know size eight, size ten, size twelve treble hook will just dissolve in a matter of you know, a day or two, it's not going to kill that fish. Yeah, because if you try and get it out, you're going to kill it. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be messing around too close to the gills of the organs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, there's just all these questions that are running through my mind uh, about hooks and sizes and what to use. But, uh, you know, I guess, you know, to break it down into categories, um, you know, there's, if you're trout fishing and you've got, you know, putting worm or salmon eggs on a hook, what do you use? Yeah, octopus hooks have been uh, have been very popular for that. You know, we use them a lot here in the in the Northwest. You know, right now we're we're basically at the peak of um, of steelhead season. So, you know, the octopus hooks. We make a couple different gray models for octopus hooks, but you could do a regular wire gauge, or we even make a one X wire gauge um, octopus hook that a lot of people here have been using lately. Mm-hmm. It's super sharp and you know, less chance of having the fish spot that one in the water. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the other thing, you make such a wide variety of hooks, and, you know, you talk about stainless steel and such, but, um, you know, you can, you know, some of the, you know, what I'll have naming names, you can, I mean, you can spend four or five bucks just for one hook. Oh, yeah. You know, for ones out of Japan. And, you know, what's the difference between theirs and yours um, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there's, you know, are better or worse, but, you know, you've got same quality hooks for a much less price. Yep. Yep. That is the, the joys of owning our full, uh, full production from, from sourcing all the way through draw the wire mm-hmm. to our production facility at our warehouse. You know, since we own all those different steps mm-hmm. uh, in distribution, it does help to keep our, our pricing lower. Well, you know, I've got another question for you. Sure. The point. Mm-hmm. Um, some hooks have, which I guess you'd call it a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, rounder, but, you know, like a, the, you know, a, a head of a needle. Mm-hmm. And some of them yep. are angled like that cut, you know, in, into the bone. Can, mm-hmm. it, can you kind of go over that real quick? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, there are different uh, different hook points that are better for certain techniques and certain fisheries, you know. Um, yeah, as, as we've probably said in this call before, yeah, there's not many mustad hooks that you can't draw across the top of your fingernail and, yeah. and have it bite in there. I mean, we definitely pride ourselves. It's great. Yeah. A sharp point, but not only that, I mean, it's not hard to make a sharp point if you take a lot of material off, you know, our, what our production line does is, you know, we really pride ourselves on being able to take off a minimal amount of material, but still get that ultra-sharp hook point. Mm-hmm. So uh, the comment between the, you know, like, a, I don't know what you call it, you know, the, the different types of points where one of them is, uh, um, might, might have three angles on it, and the other mm-hmm. one is round. Can you comment on that? Uh, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's really, we have, we have so many different different products in, in, in the lineup. It's, it's so hard to, to get into any specifics on that. But, you know, there's, uh, I think what, what you're seeing a lot, too, with, with the points is um, offsets becoming a lot more popular, actually having the angle on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what a lot of people are using for, for switching out, say, if you, if you buy a, 
a lure or a flasher or a spoon off the shelf and you want to switch that hook out um, into something that performs a little bit better, you know, a lot of folks are switching to, to an offset hook now, which kind of angles that, that, that hook bend and that point to the side, mm. um, which really just helps the, the lure to swim more properly and, and give you some better hookup ratios. Hmm. Interesting stuff. I, I have noticed over the years, I have hooked more fish on a mustad hook. Actually, at the Fred Hall show this year, my girls are tied with mustad hooks right in the booth. Mm-hmm. So well, you can drop uh, by and brag on your hooks. <laughs> no, that sounds great. I mean, there, you know, there is a reason why some of the biggest names in the uh, professional bass fishing industry, you know, it's been a big topic of conversation lately with the MLF tour underway. So there's a reason why all your uh, all your top pros are using mustad hooks. I mean, when when you have a hundred thousand dollars potentially on the line, you know, you you need to ensure that that you're using something quality and something going to land the fish. I mean, there's a reason we've been working with Kevin Van Dam for well over a decade now. You know, yeah. I brag on your hooks all the time. A lot of times I wouldn't have landed fish if I had some of the others. (laughs) They break or bend. Yours don't. And I'm really happy to say that. Yeah, we hope there's there's countless more stories like that from across the country. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, again, we could talk for hours. Yeah, you know, the subjects could go all over the place. But, you know, your product line is, (laughs) but thousands? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> last time I went through, we're at about 5,300 uh, unique hooks. I mean, that's different yeah. different models and different sizes. Uh, different sizes, yeah. and that's just yeah. for the U.S. as well. Yeah. You know, like I said, we, okay. we make a lot of, right. lot of hooks-specific. Well, I, I was going to give uh, some contact information for you, but Mustad are everywhere. Uh, but if you want to go to the website, is it mustad-americas.com? Uh, mustad-fishing.com. Oh, mustad-fishing.com. But you can Google it and find out what you want. And uh, They're really great people to work with. I appreciate that. Uh, Matt, we'll probably be back in again as soon as we can. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. 
enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Have you noticed the changes in Google lately? Did anybody line you out? You can't fake it anymore. They know who said it first, who said it best, who said it the most, who was the most popular, and that just happens to be me since the late 80s, which means that I can put up a page, a post, or a website, optimize it properly, spread it around to 22 million people, and put you on top of your results pages for your chosen searches basically overnight. WhiteMountainBusiness.com Don't want to wait that long? Already have a website that you thought was optimized and doesn't rank anywhere? I can fix that too. Maybe you don't want to wait. Maybe you just want to call me. 928-228-9228 That's 928-228-9228 I've done it for literally thousands and I can do it for you. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host, Frank Selby. And we have a special friend, Frank Burr from Snowbee. But just to take about 15 seconds, uh, we started off the show. I've got a, uh, a hosted trip to Ketchikan, Alaska, July 23rd to the 28th. And we have at least half a million, probably a million people out there listening. And how many people have responded so far? One. Come on, guys. Everybody wants to go to Alaska. Uh, my name is John, J-O-H-N. Send me an email, john um, at three words, fishtalkradio.com. And uh, let's do it. It's cheap. $2,000 for five nights. Are you kidding me? Let's just do it. Anyway, now we're going to go to uh, Frank Burr. Yeah. And Frank, where are you right this second? I'm at the Pleasanton Fly Fishing Show mm. this weekend. And uh, I'll tell you what, fly fishing just keeps growing faster and faster, doesn't it? It is. I mean, every year we're surprised at how many more people turn out that have gotten into the sport. Mm-hmm. So definitely I think a lot more people are getting into it, especially when they find that it's so much easier to catch fish uh, in a lot of situations with fly equipment than it is with anything else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I said, you know, the reason fly fishing is becoming so popular is because it works. Definitely, definitely work. <laughs> and uh, your 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 product line is impressive because you have well, you can get a starter set for you know for almost nothing with with the whole the whole combination. Yeah. Uh, or you can buy top end reels and rods, and they're probably about half of what you would pay for some of the brands that you might recognize. Absolutely. I mean, that's one thing we like is we're trying to make fly fishing affordable for anyone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Frank talks about his collection of some of the old reels. And, you know, they're good stuff, Frank. I'm not Frank to tell me that, uh, you know, you've got a great collection of some stuff where it lasts for a long time. But, again, when you buy any equipment or even a car or, you know, a tool, it's uh, if it doesn't do 
you know, what you bought it for, you just throwing your money away. And if it's yeah. something you can pass on from generation to generation, when you amortize the cost, it's it's almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But well, your starter kits are one of the best things to start out with mm-hmm. because some some people they love it. There are a few that do not, so you're not out a thousand dollars on your first rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a, a great kit for under 150 bucks with rod, reel, line, um, and the whole shot. And there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about, but, you know, different types of line. But one of the things we mentioned about changes or improvements in line. Now, obviously, the rods themselves, you know, from the bamboo to the, you know, the fiberglass to the graphite, you know, that's that's changed some. And then what about the line itself? Is there anything changing in that, Frank? Actually, we've got at Snowbee a line that we came out with uh, last year, brand new, that is completely different than anything else out there. It's called the Thistledown line. We've got two versions. One is a two to five weight line, and a five, and the second one is a five to seven weight line, which means literally you can have one line, one reel, and multiple rods. So this one, one line actually works on two weight, three weight, four weight, and five weight rods. Oh. So that's completely different than anybody's had out there so far. Well, I want some you know, of that. And okay. once again, I'm making fly fishing affordable. You can have one line that's going to work on multiple rods for different situations mm-hmm. and that you don't have to spend a ton of money by buying different lines. All right. Well, let's, uh, 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 before we got to go, which is real quick, Snowbee, okay. S-N-O-W-B-E-E, just what you think it would be, uh, Dash USA. Snowbee-USA is your website? It is. Okay. Well, Frank, again, have have a great time at the show. Hope you sell a lot and teach a lot of people a lot of new things. Thank appreciate, you. appreciate that. Appreciate it. All righty. All right, we got to go. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Send me an email. Let's go to Alaska. Go to our website. Listen to the show as much as you want. And uh, we'll talk to you again when we come back.